Oh, could you please hurry? Please hurry. Look at you. Look what you've become. What? What have I become? I haven't become anything. Oh, Carl can't wait a few more minutes. <laughs> I don't want to keep him waiting. He'll like you more. That's impossible. Hey, is it my imagination or do really good-looking women walk a lot faster than everybody else? We don't walk that fast. No, seriously. Seriously, we don't. And the better looking they are, the faster they go. I mean, I see them out there on the street, they're zooming around, they're a blur. It's like they got a motor on their ass. Welcome to Sign Bros. My name is Jacob, and joining me on the line, a man who just finished an erotic journey from Milan to Minsk, and is currently tremor damping. My brother and co-host, Jonah Krauss. How you doing, John? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> tremor damping. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we never do research. And I was, uh, uh -oh. the other day I'm sitting on the couch and I got a text from you. I think you declared an official winner of the ugliest world leader. <laughs> Brezhnev? Brezhnev? What's up with those eyebrows? I don't know. He's hiding his country inside those eyebrows. <laughs> I heard women would kill for those eyebrows. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It was so uh, interesting to uh, like delve into the Seinfeld world a little bit. They're stupid conversations that they have and like look into it yeah because it's, it's it's funny well neither one of us knew what him or golda Meir looks like do you want to announce nah. what you think golda Meir looks like golda Meir <laughs> looks like looks like a man man <laughs> <laughs> real it's so it's so strange because it's like we we do absolutely no research, and then I just get these random pictures <laughs> of these world leaders. <laughs> so there's our there's our deep dive research. We're not going to tell you anything about Seinfeld. That that's no. deep diving, just like our our opinions on world leaders and their looks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, this week we're going to be discussing two pretty solid episodes of Seinfeld. The smelly car and the handicapped spot, and it actually we're bringing on one of your favorite characters of all time. I think. Well, everybody's favorite character, I would think. I would think, right? Yeah, Carl, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Another Good. great <laughs> Elaine boyfriend we got <laughs> is unveiled. Um, he's yeah. great. All right. So without uh, going too far into our love for Carl. <laughs> Why don't we start by recapping the smelly car? Okay. So uh, the smelly car episode opens up. We've got Jerry and Elaine, and they uh, have just finished up dinner out at a restaurant, and they're just talking. Jerry informs the valet that he's got the BMW parked, and they go get it. They're kind of jibber-jabbering a little bit, and a uh, extremely weird-looking couple walks out of the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to pick your teeth at the table? Leave me alone. It's disgusting. Yeah, I'm going to get married real soon. <laughs> and Elaine is talking about her new uh, boyfriend, Carl. 
Jerry's uh, indicates that he's got some kind of deal going on because he's taking Elaine out and dropping her off over at Carl's house. And uh, Elaine is actually bringing him over some leftover chicken. So he's got uh, quite the situation. They get in the car to leave. And as they're driving away, like, do you smell something? I smell something. What am I, hard of smelling? Of course I smell something. What is it? I think it's B.O. What? It's B.O. The valet must have had B.O. Can't be. Nobody has B.O. like this. Jerry, it's B.O. But the whole car smells. So? So when somebody has B.O., the O usually stays with the B. Once the B leaves, the O goes with it. <laughs> they stick their head outside the car and uh, <laughs> go back in the car. It's like, the whole car smells. We quickly go uh, to a new scene, and it's Elaine. She's over at her new boyfriend's house, and uh, she's all enamored with him, and He's talking about how he's a great skier, and he pillages and plunders. <laughs> you pillage and plunder? When I travel. <laughs> <laughs> See, finally, finally, I get to meet a man who pillages and plunders. I'm so lucky. They start kissing, and Carl is kind of sniffing Elaine's hair, and, and it smells. Then we have George and Kramer, and they're walking into a video store. They get up into the line, and Kramer kind of peels off to the side, and George looks over, and he sees a couple of lesbians holding hands. Hey, what do you know? Look at that. A lesbian sighting. <laughs> oh, my lucky day. They're so fascinating. Why is that? Because they don't want us. You got to respect that. Oh, my God. It's Susan. But what do I do? George? We look over and Kramer is practicing his golf swing and <laughs> with a broom randomly. And Susan's girlfriend is kind of impressed by his, his golf swing. And we go back to George and Susan. So what do you got there? Oh, I, uh... Ah, Rochelle, Rochelle. Yeah, yeah. It's a foreign movie, a film is what it is, actually. Yeah, yeah. a lot of nudity in that, huh? No, 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 just a, a tiny bit. It's, it's not even frontal nudity, it's uh, sidle nudity. <laughs> Next. Oh, <laughs> me. All right, well, good seeing you, George. Yes, good to see you, too, and good luck with, uh, with the whole thing there. <laughs> He gets up to the counter, and the guy there says that he owes $3.49, and George starts to freak out a little bit. Yes, it's $1.49. Well, you forgot to rewind it. Kramer's like, don't give him the satisfaction. He's like, take the video, bring it, and bring it back tomorrow. You're going to save money by doing that. Next scene we have is uh, Jerry and Elaine. And they're discussing the whole smelly car situation. Jerry's like, I go down after I've let the car sit for a while and figure that the older molecules have had time to deodorize. But I get in the car and it's like they've multiplied. And Elaine's like, yeah, well, it all depends on the odor. What do you think about skunk? Oh, skunk's okay. What about horse manure? 
I love horse manure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jerry's like, I'm going to drive over to the restaurant and, and demand that they pay for me getting it detailed and cleaned out. Elaine starts talking to Jerry about how things had gone sideways with Carl. What does it mean if a guy says that they have to get up early in the morning? It means he's lying. <laughs> wow. Why, is that what he told you? Yeah, last night. Oh, come on. Men have to get up early sometime. No, never. <laughs> Jerry, I'm sure I've seen men on the street early in the morning. Well, sometimes we do actually have to get up early, but a man will always trade sleep for sex. Is it possible I'm not as attractive as I think I am? <laughs> Anything's possible. Kramer comes sauntering in, and he's complaining about George Steinbrenner. And how he can't deal with him anymore because he's been trading all of the good prospects in, uh, on the team. Starts naming off a bunch of them. And, and Jerry's like, I know about the list of prospects. <laughs> and it walks away. And Kramer's like, What's that smell? What, what smell? Ooh. You stink. What, what, what do you mean I stink? You stink. Why don't you go take a shower? I showered! Oh, but wait a second. Since I showered, I've been in the car. So? Don't you see what's happening here? It's attached itself to me. It's alive! <laughs> and Elaine's like, Carl thinks I have B.O. Jerry's like freaking out. He's like, see, it's destroying everybody's life <laughs> that I know. George is going to join Jerry going down to the restaurant to confront them about the whole situation. And uh, George is like, this is unbelievable, B.O. Jerry's like, you know, I brought it in to get detailed. And the guy down there says in all of his 38 years in the business, he's never experienced a smell like it. George is kind of thinking and talking out loud a little bit about his whole thing with Susan. He's like, he's like, uh, you think I kind of drove her into lesbianism? Jerry's like, no. He's like, suicide, maybe, but not lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> George is like, this, this, this is BBO. This is beyond body odor. <laughs> Uh, they get to the restaurant. The valet comes over. He wants to park Jerry's car. And Jerry's like, no, 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 no. Stay away. I got it. No, no, no. And then we, uh, we go quickly changing scenes. And you got Jerry inside the restaurant. He's arguing with the maitre d' about how his car got stinkified and it was the valet and the restaurant should pay for the detailing the maitre d's arguing with them what do you mean stunk up i mean the car stinks george is the car stinks 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 well perhaps you're the one who has the odor hey i've never smelled in my life buddy really well i can smell you now that's from the car well maybe you're the one who stunk up the car rather than the car stinking up you oh it's the chicken and the egg Thank you very much. Well, then go out and smell the car. See which smells worse. I don't have time to smell cars. Forget about smelling the car. Smell the valet. Go to the source. You gotta smell the car. I'm not 
busy man. Come on, one whiff. All right, one whiff. They got the maitre d' inside the car. Like after like two seconds, he's like, okay, okay, it's the car. He's the car smells. He's like, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. I'll give you $50. Jerry's like, no, I want at least half. I want $125. Just get me out of this car. Please get me out of this car. George leans in and sees that someone stole the copy of Rochelle Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts flipping out. He's like, somebody stole for Rochelle Rochelle. Well, you left the window open. We had to air out the car. You, know, you should pay for it. I'm not paying for that. They already got my $7. Erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. We go uh, back to Elaine and Carl. Elaine is explaining that uh, the whole situation with the smell, how it went from the valet guy to the car to them. It's like its own entity. She washed her hair. She showered twice. She washed her hair again. And um, they go to embrace. And Carl's like, the smell is still there. <laughs> we go and we're checking in on George. George is going back to the video store because he's got to deal with the whole Rochelle Rochelle missing video. And he uh, evidently has asked Susan to meet him there. They start talking and George is like, ah. He's like, I don't know. I feel like I may be responsible for your whole metamorphosis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, and, uh, the guy, the video uh, worker, or the video store worker says, okay, you know, that'll be uh, $98. Of course, cheap-ass George freaks out. He's like, $98 for that piece of crap? <laughs> And he turns back to Susan. He's like, "What was it me? He's like, I, I just, I'm curious to know. And Susan's like, don't be ridiculous. And uh, he's trying to figure out he's going to pay for the missing Rochelle Rochelle. And he asks Susan if she has like $30 because he doesn't have enough money. And he's like, listen, he's like, if you and Mona were out and you were to dance, who would lead? And she's like... <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> and by the way, George, you stink. You should go take a bath or something. <laughs> uh, we quickly go and we've got Mona meeting up with Kramer and they embrace. And then we go quickly to Jerry and he's down at the car detailing shop. The guy that's been in business for like 38 years is going through this whole thing about how he's going to take care of the smell. Full executive treatment. That includes complete deionization of the entire vehicle. Where we spray everything with OZMD, let it deionize, vacuum the spray out with a deionizing machine. Hit it with high pressure compressed air and wet dry back it to extract the remaining liquids. We top it off with one of our seven air fresheners. In your case, I would recommend the uh, jasmine or the potpourri. <laughs> a little side to side, back to back with the car getting detailed and Elaine at the salon getting all fixed up. The first thing that we're gonna do is flush the follicles with the five essential oils. Then we put you under a vapor machine and then a heated cap. Then we shampoo and shampoo and condition and condition. Then we saturate the hair in diluted vinegar. Two parts vinegar, 10 parts water. Now, if that doesn't work, 
we have one last resort. Tomato sauce. Tomato sauce? After that is all finished, Jerry gets in the car, and the car still is disgusting and smells, and Elaine still reeks of shit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then we have uh, Jerry and George up in the apartment, and Jerry's explaining to George that the car still smells after all of this stuff. He's like, it's almost alive. He's like, even if Superman were to go up against this smell, it would lose. <laughs> Elaine bursts into the apartment. She's like, I still smell. You see? You see, Jerry says, it's a beast. It's destroying everyone's life. And all of a sudden, we hear a bunch of commotion outside of uh, Jerry's apartment and Susan, and she's looking for Mona. She's, li- she's banging on Kramer's door. They go out. They're like, what, what's going on? She's in love with him. <laughs> I've lost her. She's in love with Kramer. He vomits on her and then she steals my girlfriend. George kind of turns away, very like upset, kind of. And he's like, see, I drive them to lesbianism and Kramer brings them back. <laughs> he leaves with Susan to go search for Mona. Kramer calls and he's like tra- talking to Jerry and he's like asking if they, everyone's left. He's like, yeah, yeah, everyone's gone. So, and he's talking to Jerry, explaining the whole thing as he walks across to his apartment. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm out at the video store and I'm practicing my golf swing with a broom. And uh, she indicates my backswing. I'm going too fast. Turns out she's a golf coach. He's like, yeah, I've shaved six, six strokes off my game. Elaine comes over and she's like, Kramer, this woman has never been with a man. And you're telling me that she wants to get with you? He's like, well, I'm Kramer. (laughs) (laughs) And then we go, we've got George and Susan. They're over at Monk's kind of talking about women. I know what you're going through. Women. Who knows what they want? I just don't know what she sees in Kramer. Listen, you're beautiful. You're intelligent. You'll meet other girls. A woman's kind of walking towards them and out of the out of monks. And he's like, oh my God. It's this woman, Allison. I used to date her. She's obsessed with me. George, is that you? Hi, Allison. How are you? It's like, you know, you owe me $50. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have it on me right now. Uh, Allison, this is Susan. And Allison looks over at Susan. She's like, that's a beautiful vest. And they kind of are looking at each other with like lovey eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go and we've got uh, Jerry and Kramer. Jerry's trying to sell the car. He just wants to get rid of it. Kramer's talking about how him and Mona had a date. I was with her last night in my apartment. It was very romantic. You know, with that fake wood wallpaper, the atmosphere is fabulous in there now. It's like a ski lodge. What year did you say this was? 90? Anyway, we were on the couch. I moved to hug her. Next thing, she tells me she's leaving. She's got to get up early. Strange. How many miles you got on this thing? 23,000. And I was looking good, too. I had a nice new shirt on. I'm wearing your jacket. Wait a second. My jacket. I wore that in the car. The Beast. Wicked fun. Wow. I can't sell this car. 
This thing has got to be stopped. <laughs> and then we quickly go to Elaine and she's like, sauce me. <laughs> Tomato sauce or whatever to get the smell out. Yeah. Lastly, we have this, we have Jerry uh, driving the car. He just wants to get rid of it. Parks the car on the side of the road. Leaves the keys. He uh, gestures to like this street thug or whatever. Just take the car. Then he walks away. The thug gets in the car and he's like disgusted by the smell. That's how the episode ends. Yeah. So the episode is the smelly car. And this is, you know, what's funny about this episode is it's a solid episode. Yeah. But but this used to be for at some point in my life, this was my favorite episode. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It's so random. It was like, I was young. I remember when I was like 15, I used to fucking love this episode, (laughs) but it was like for a minute, like, it was like, oh, you know what my favorite episode is the smelly car. And then that lasted like it just shows like sense of humor well, how it well, changes. Well, why why uh why is that? I just thought the whole thing about the the bo being like a beast. <laughs> it just kind of got to me, and then uh, of course George is fucking amazing in this episode. So I just love his uh his whole thing with <laughs> like his interactions with Susan and how he's just like so amazed by like. his transformation like the idea of him being like the lesbian creator i don't know i have to tell you since i saw you holding hands with that girl i can't stop thinking about you yeah (laughs) (laughs) um is it because is it because you have such a um affinity for um superheroes and stuff and the bo gets referred to as like a evil um, yeah comic book character almost <laughs> yeah i i just love yes yeah <laughs> is that how you looked at it yeah i think that's that's probably one of the main reasons just like the idea that there could be a smell so bad that like superman can't even handle it it's like the most evil super villain of all time <laughs> it's so, the smelly bo i know that you usually ask the questions here uh on signed bros but i have to ask you do you think they could have defeated the the bbo with grandma's cookies (laughs) (laughs) i think a couple of spritz of uh grandma's cookies would have taken yeah grandma's cookies if you if you combine the grandma's cookies uh spray with with a little uh yankee candle cookies and put that Ooh, into the car. That guy, Jerry, didn't need to go down and see the guy with 38 years of experience. <laughs> he could have came to our apartment over in Rocky Hill and got that can that was that thing. That thing lasted like five years. Yeah, we lived in a like a fucking 500 square foot apartment. And after, it always smelled like grandma's cookies. It, yeah, it smelled like grandma's cookies with shit all over them. <laughs> <laughs> constantly all right constantly. Yeah. so now that you're done asking the questions i'm the one that oh. asks the questions here my friend i know how i know how territorial you get <laughs> no don't you go asking the question no uh so the episode starts off with jerry's stand-up and he's talking about oh yeah he's the, the doggy bag yes like you have a high IQ. Like, what is it? Like a 1409, right? 
where does that expression come from? Well, first of all, I don't have a high IQ. Second of all, <laughs> I'm a man, so I don't even know what a doggy bag is. Um, <laughs> Something gets taken with you. <laughs> I have to do some research on that. Um, no, uh, the dog. I, I mean, I, I get. I think the origin of it is you go out to eat, and then you take your leftovers and you feed them to your dog. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's when you explain that's when the you working expl- premise. Yeah. When you explain it like that, it actually kind of makes sense. And like you, I don't really ever need a doggy bag because I'm a man, man. Uh, uh, and I'd, exactly. ra- I'd rather uh, not have my genitals packed up. <laughs> right. I love that line. <laughs> like if you're on a date as a guy and you get the doggy bag, you might as well have them wrap your genitals. <laughs> <laughs> so true though <laughs> imagine on your first i mean if you're married for a bunch of years or whatever it's like it's fine <laughs> if you're on your first date and you ask for that doggy bag you might as well fucking have your genitals wrapped up <laughs> right it's yeah. just like his whole thing with i'll just have a salad like <laughs> you, know, yeah. you can't there's shit you can't pull on that first date and yeah like, that's too you have to work it in later on in the relationship yeah. but at the beginning you, you gotta... get more and more exposed of how <laughs> shitty you are as a guy <laughs> <laughs> so do you ever uh valet park nah, nah i'll do it if it's like you have to do it. like sometimes i've been places where like you have to do it yeah but um, no, I'll always, if like, as an example, if me and Steph, like Joe was just in town not too long ago. Yeah. So my thought was, all right, if there's no parking on Main Street, I'll just drop everyone off right at the door and I'll go park the car wherever. Yeah. And I'll go fucking, I'll walk nine miles or whatever it takes. Like, I'm not going to pay any, any person. I'm not going to give them my car either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm not dealing. With <laughs> <laughs> but you can roll. You can roll back the miles, can't you? No, I don't think you can do it on these cars. <laughs> you know what? I I'm not. I'm a big like. I could park very far away. Like I I don't care about that at all. Yeah, no. If you park far away, then you know, like, all right, then I could eat my entire meal because I'm going to walk it off when I go get the car anyway. You know what I mean? There's a couple of different advantages to it. Yeah. I, and, and, and the second thing about the valet, it's like, I don't know the procedure. Like, I feel like it's one of those situations. Like, I'm a big, like, I'm a big, I got to know kind of what I'm in for before I do it. And I really don't oh, know the don't proper know, procedure. Don't know if you have to tip them or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, do I hand them? Like, I, I you know, I have a push button start. I don't even know how that works. Like, do I give my key? There's something called the valet key on my keychain. It looks, it like comes out of the key, like out of the automatic like press button thing. And it's yeah. like I'm, I would be sitting there holding it like it was my penis because it's like sticking <laughs> out. <laughs> and I'm like, so do I give them that? But rat. there's no. There's no keyhole. So like where what does that do? So I'm like, I don't know what to do with this thing. So, so like the would be wrapped up in the doggy bag. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. I don't know. I, I just the not... only, 
I'm right there with you. The only thing I know is that if I were to do it, I'd have to at the end when he when the valet gave me the keys back, I'd go, oh, thank you, brother. <laughs> How Jerry did it. Yeah. <laughs> How awkward was Jerry <laughs> in that in that little quick scene, like trying to be all cool? Thanks, yeah. Brother. Thanks, brother. Did, you notice that? Did he have a cocktail at dinner? He was all laid back. Yeah, he was all like, well, look at this baby doll. You yeah, know? he did. Yeah, you're right. He's awesome. like, first of all, he's like, he's waving the um, what did he have? Like an umbrella or something? And he's like a handkerchief. Oh, the handkerchief. He's like fucking with Elaine. Like, and yeah. then is Jerry like hammered? Like, what I is think, what I is going was, on there? He's, I think he's a little tipsy. He's a little tipsy, and then he's like, All right, baby doll. Like the last he did that before. Yeah. Um, yeah. with the baby doll. And then he's like, but All right, when thanks, they got brother. the limo. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. right, baby doll. We picking you up in a limo on the uh the limo episode. Yeah. So he's like, so he gets all and then he's like, Thanks, brother. <laughs> oh, baby doll. Thank you, brother. So then you got this BO situation. Oh, God. So is the is the is it me or is the like how so they cast this guy to like just be the bo guy? <laughs> Could you imagine you show up to the audition and they're like, all right, so you're gonna play a ballet, and uh, the whole episode's gonna center around how you have bad body odor. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you hit on? Do you use that as your as your pickup like, line? Like I'm on Seinfeld, and they're like, "Who I'm are you? I'm the bo guy." I think that did that guy move into the Northwoods apartments? I was. <laughs> it's so funny and, you say and that. work out in the uh, the little gym <laughs> area down there because it always smelled like bo and curry <laughs> down there, and that's. <laughs> it's so funny it never that you say black. that because that's exactly my thoughts. I was like. The the bo of all bo used to be that one guy that would work out in our small gym at Northwoods apartment. He like, came in. He, we're we're doing our thing for a couple months, so let's just say like this guy busted it onto the scene in April. It was like October, and that same stench was still in there. The windows were <laughs> open for the longest. Like he had he. There was curry pouring right out of those pores. Yeah. <laughs> All inside that little gym area. Well, he was matter. wearing like he was wearing like a fucking fo- he was wearing like jeans and like a sweatshirt. <laughs> like, running like, running like a gonna... nine second mile. Like he's got the treadmill on nine with like he, jeans on. And he's he, like he was dressed in your page and Warner uniform <laughs> working out down there. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it was that guy was nuts. So here so here we go again with uh one of my favorite tropes from Seinfeld, the uh the good old Kramer and George combining on a scheme again. Oh yeah. What do you think about this scheme <laughs> to save 51 cents? Um it's stupid, but um I can understand for principle out of principle yeah yeah i mean that whole let's put it this way where are these uh video rental places now 
They took shit too far with if you don't rewind, if you, you gotta, don't fucking put it in the case correctly, yeah. charge you. Those motherfuckers got put out of business for being so fucking ridiculous. Be kind to rewind. Come on. They even have signs up for that. Yeah, but not everybody had time. Like if you didn't have one of those um <laughs> the rewinders <laughs> that we that we had for that a little never bit, really worked. That never it, it destroyed the video. <laughs> um the the VCR itself wasn't good at rewinding. So if yeah. you had a long video, if you were watching like JFK, for instance, oh, yeah, it's like a three hour. That that it took four hours to rewind it, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody has that kind of time. I know it's it's so funny to think of the VCRs and shit, TVs and shit. Yo, that box in the room and you shit. <laughs> oh um, no it's just funny to think of that and uh how we used to have to rewind the tape like no i know and then if you didn't put the video in right i think they charged you a dime or yeah something. that was like an extra dime <laughs> <laughs> or if you put the wrong video and if you put the video in the wrong case and they would call you <laughs> oh next time you come in you owe two dollars like it was they were yeah you gave you brought rochelle rochelle and then rochelle rochelle the musical and you reversed which case you put it in yeah and uh they charge you two dollars to switch it back to the other one yeah yeah, yeah. It was a whole hassle i'll tell you this though before we get off the whole uh video store stuff yeah there, there i mean kids nowadays would will never feel the accomplishment of you got a snowstorm school gets canceled so you buckle you, you buckle in with your snowsuit and your nine layers of clothes and you huff it up to the um video galaxy yeah and you get a couple wrestling videos and nintendo games and then yeah. you huff it back the three miles and you just fucking taking care of business for an extended weekend playing uh I mean, these kids, they have everything right at their fingertips. Like, they get a snow day. They got fucking everything at their disposal. We had to, we had to, it was an adventure. Yeah. We risked frostbite for fucking Tecmo Bowl and Tecmo basketball and then a couple of movies. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think Battletoads, too, might have been in that pile. We got oh, a, a couple sure. different games. And then we had to blow in the game and, make sure it worked Uh, that was the thing is we went we accomplished that whole thing where it took us probably three hours to to do to go you know two miles up to uh video galaxy get everything come back in the snow but then we were risking one of the games or movies not even working yeah (laughs) on top of it on top of all that (laughs) I think one of the I think wrestling or whatever we got something that didn't work probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your father definitely was not happy with us after that. Oh one. my god, he got home after having he was a, a non-essential personnel, but he still had to go in um, that day probably and was pissed that we spent money. Yeah. Wrestling movies and video games. That'll rot your brain. <laughs> so Elaine um 
doesn't mind the smell of skunk or horse manure. How do you feel about those bad smells and the BO? So like the BO from the guy at the Northwoods gym was probably like the worst smell of all time. <laughs> How do you rate the horse manure and skunk? Skunk is it's not that bad. Horse manure is not that bad either, but I mean, I don't want to hang around. Like when we went to New Orleans and um, horses were, were dropping shit all yeah. over the streets and stuff, it was like not exactly like comforting i i don't know i mean i didn't like it if i'm out in the woods or whatever Mm -hmm. and there's animal shit like i don't mind it but like when we're in new orleans there's shit on the ground like on the street i hated it it was also mixed with like puke from the night before from all the drunk people and it was 105 degrees so i think that might have had something to do with it too right you had a bin you had a thrown up beignet uh, mixed with horse manure like cooking on the side of the road yeah. that was disgusting yeah. but like if i'm out on the if i'm out hiking or whatever and like there's um there's shit on the trail or whatever it's not that bad scat <laughs> it's i don't know i, I mean, always find that such a weird word i would but but at the end of it just to bring it back to, to seinfeld at the end of the day i would take horse manure and skunk over horrible bo for sure yeah there's some people with some terrible bo what do you what do you consider like the worst smell (laughs) oh my god uh well i mean have you ever been in a nursing home before (laughs) (laughs) i i helped out in laundry one day yeah i don't know how they do it uh the laundry personnel i mean like these grown adults they're on like all these all these medications that make your in different diets and shit and they make your shit smell horrible Ugh. and they like shit their pants they shit the bed whatever yeah. you know so if you're in law like i don't know how they do it i could not do it yeah like I helped out one day i was just fucking you know i was loading i was loading the soil laundry into the it was absolutely disgusting. I wanted to die. It was horrible. So I would say old people shit <laughs> is probably the worst smell. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me you wouldn't be changing Jerry's guy's diaper for him? <laughs> Why don't you change my diaper? Sid Fields? Sid no Fields. way. <laughs> He's an asshole on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's It's not necessarily a smell, but like I throw up to me is like I can't I just can't deal with it like I'd rather smell a skunk smell manure even shit like I don't mind the smell even when we were like in New Orleans that didn't bother me but if like if I saw like somebody actually physically throwing up that's it for me I'm done it's it's not the uh the sight it's the sound of the sound of puke yeah so maybe that's what it is the sound the the hurling and then the sound of the puke landing either in the toilet or on the ground Mm -hmm. like like that the sound of it is disgusting to me yeah all right so it's turned off our two listeners we always end up on the the... (laughs) (laughs) 
disgusting pigs. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Oh. Is so is George's is George's dancing question like a legit question? Because for for me, I feel like it's fine. Like, what's wrong with that question? Like, I don't think it's nothing. I mean, I mean, why why does Susan assume that George should know that? Yeah, I mean, why would anybody know that? Like, how do they make that decision? I, I mean, I, back then day, the guy had to. It's like to me, it's the same thing as like I mean, back in the day, I mean, things are kind of different now. But like, the man would always propose to the woman, like if they got married. Right. So like, if you heard like you know your friend Bob got Bob Sacramento got married and his wife proposed to him. Like that would be kind of like strange. So like if two women get married, like whose decision is it to propose to the other one? And I think that's the same kind of same thing as the dancing question that George is asking. Who's responsible for taking the lead? Basically, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But nowadays, like that's very sexist to think to assume that one gender or the other would would take the lead. But yeah, back then. Um, yeah, it's a legitimate question, I would say. Yeah. Now, though, I, I think, isn't it socially acceptable for women to propose to men and then men to take on the fem- the woman's last name? Yeah. Isn't that like the thing now? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. <laughs> a little much for me, but. I, I mean, I don't know. I, that's what goes on. I, I, I don't know how you even determine. That. So, like if the woman is more established and successful, does the man take on, like, how do they determine that? Like if, like when you and Krista got married, did you Mm -hmm. even discuss that? No. (laughs) So she was going to take your last name regardless, just because it's the socially norm. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. My whole thing is we did it all traditional. Like I asked her dad and everything. Like I did that whole, whole thing i did like a real proposal like i don't know i'm a traditional type guy so i I did the same thing um that's how i am with with certain um certain things for sure like i i definitely want to follow traditional ways of doing things but is that now like are we bigots because of that are we Like, cause I don't, it's like, I think in some parts of society, we're not to even assume doing those things is bad. Like that would make us, we would have to explain ourselves as to why we did that. Yeah. Right. Right. Though? Yeah. Your, your off color joke when you went on your honeymoon and we went to house sit for you. And um, you said that you took that you signed the letter that you, the note. Oh, <laughs> and then Steph's last name, and we thought it was hilarious, but like that's super offensive, isn't it? <laughs> I, always All right. like, I always like to walk those uh, thin lines. All right, so you want to go to the category? Uh, for this episode, I do because I think I've dug myself a deep ass hole. so we better stop (laughs) yeah let's do that uh so up down even steven all right interesting episode kramer is down jerry is even steven at the end elaine is 
down. And George is uh, down at this point. All right. So what you it's, got? It's funny. I have Kramer down six strokes in golf. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's not really down, though. He loses Mona. Yeah, but I mean, he has uh, Kramer's he has girl. He has... <laughs> I know. You know how Kramer rolls. And then he, he has lo- many relationships. He has many relationships, and he, but um, he, he's. But the fact that he's questioning, but I get, yeah, I guess he finds out he, because it's the ja- it's Jerry's jacket, and he like also, big... and he Go also ahead. like turned a lesbian into a hetero heterosexual, right? <laughs> right yeah. So I mean, he did that, and he cut his golf game. He cut six strokes off his golf game. So. He's got that going on. I agree. Kramer, those are those are a lot more important things than like. He, I mean, she's just the chick of the week. Yeah, he could walk down the street and get a girl. Yeah, and you said Jerry was even Stephen, but he's like he gets rid of his car. Yeah, because I think he uh, he. Well, there's no way on earth he could have that car anymore. Yeah, and that and. And as we know, like the money is not really that big of a deal to him. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, and any chance I he gets, at, to... I mean, is Jerry like he just does it? Like he he doesn't care. Like he, if it was George, George, oh, yeah. there would be a major issue with this because George is losing money. Yeah, but and Jerry's I... like the car's terrible. Oh, you know, he tries to sell. Okay, I can't sell it. I just don't want anything to do with it. I'm even Steven for the episode. Yeah, and he gets right. anytime Jerry gets a chance to bring up Superman or like a a super yeah. villain that is the BO. Right. He, he wins with that. So right, um right. deep cuts, nitpicks, or observations. Is the uh the Maitre D at this restaurant, is it the nephew of the French uh Maitre D that Morty gets into an <laughs> argument with. He almost wants to get all crazy French on him a little bit. Yeah. Did, did he remind you of that guy? Yeah, he did actually. But did he didn't have the accent? Though. I don't want to get involved with you and your family. Right. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like I feel like every time they cast like a Mitra D, they have to make him all fucking like weird. Do you think that? <laughs> so you think that guy's the Mitra D? For some reason, I picture him as like the restaurant owner. Yeah, I that I, well, I had in my notes Maitre D slash owner, but yeah, because I I mean he pays for the he ends up paying for the half the cleaning fee or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like I'm not sure a Maitre D would be involved in that, but he does. Well, I mean he he is at the desk where or the whatever that's called the podium. But the <laughs> o- owners of restaurants they're usually like silent partners or whatever. They're not like there. Like a local joint, like in New, you know what I mean. In New York, the owners aren't there. Yeah, true. You know they own everything. They're fucking God knows where they are. They're in San Tropez. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. But there like was... that guy, that guy gave me like nephew vibes of the French uh, guy. Yeah, I agree. The way he argued and everything. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, do you have any other ones? Um. There were a bunch. Um, the Rochelle, Rochelle, of course. Yeah, got brought up like ten times. 
great. Yeah, I just I love the callbacks and and then Rochelle, Rochelle Rochelle is like strewn throughout the whole run of Seinfeld, basically. From seasons like three through the, like the end of the show almost. Take off your shirt and put sit by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Larry David. <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah. Um, no, I. I mean, I know you got some deep cuts. I. I. I, I that's. I. I got just those a little bit. All right. So there's like a the. It's this one's from like last episode, but the ski lodge wallpaper situation yeah, that Carter yeah, has. Sorry. He mentions that. Uh, you got Allison who makes a reappearance. Yes, yes you're right. She wanted to kill herself. Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. she's possibly a, a lesbian too. Yeah. Uh, she loves uh, Susan's vest. <laughs> who wouldn't? My, or my vest. <laughs> I, I was going to say, isn't that your vest? Susan's always wearing vest. She's a big vest person. Yeah. Uh, observations. I love this. The uh, Kramer. Oh, Steinbrenner. He's got to get rid of Steinbrenner. Oh my God. He mentions Jay Buner, Willie McGee, Doug Drabeck, and Fred McGriff. Like it's such yeah. so yeah. cool. You we love that shit. Yeah. Back yeah. when baseball was prior to the other strike, because <laughs> it was because um, all those guys were like. Um, they were young. They were young players, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up being being a lot better than, than uh, they thought it was. But Ken Phelps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, McGee, McGee won a couple batting titles. Yeah. Doug Drayback, I think, won a Cy Young, or he was like second Cy Young too. And Fred McGriff should probably be in the in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I just have a couple of nitpicks. Some oh. randoms. Ooh. Ooh, nitpicks from Jacob's favorite episode when he was 17. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wouldn't every car smell? Like if the valet's given off this tremendous BO, like wouldn't every single car he valet parks smell like shit? You would think, yeah. So the owner, well, the maitre d' would think like, okay, here comes another customer with the complaints about the BO. <laughs> or do you think it's some sort of uh, bo that mixes with Jerry's particular smelling car that could give off that potential combination. Maybe that's the answer. And then I don't know. George has to buy Rochelle. Rochelle, ninety-eight dollars. That's insane. So I mean, I know I only, know for, only in New York. <laughs> that's true. I know for a fact, though, that I remember um, the if you rented a movie, like say from Blockbuster, and you didn't, and they charged you, like if you lost the movie and you had to buy it, I remember the prices. Like Thirty dollars. Yeah, it was like thirty to forty dollars, which is insane. Yeah. Right. But like ninety-eight dollars. Uh, <laughs> how many? That's like, gotta. Be, that's gotta be New York. Yeah, New York plus like was Rochelle Rochelle like a double disc? Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's maybe, like maybe it was a, it didn't look like a double though, a double tape. Oh yeah, the double tape. That would have been huge. Like WrestleMania four. It's right. the WrestleMania <laughs> four. It's like a fucking like 16 Rubik's cubes. Come on. 
Remember and like got... those double those double tapes? They were that, that thing weighed like twenty pounds. <laughs> so Kramer needs to borrow Jerry's jacket, doesn't he? Own like four of Jerry's jackets at this point. Yeah, and that's... then he has the cool jacket, so he needs another jacket. No, but he lost the uh, he lost the jacket to the to Umberto. Oh yeah, that's right. He gave up his jacket to Umberto. That's right. <laughs> So he's is he back on the leather jacket? Yeah, so I think he's on the the leather jacket that um with the line li- no, he got the lining jacket from Jerry already. He's got the no, but the uh the leather jacket that Jerry ga- gave to him bef- when he got the um, pinstripe. Oh yeah. Pinstripe jacket. Yeah, yeah. He's got that too. Mm-hmm. He's got multiple jackets. Yeah. So I thought that was one of my Jacob nitpicks. And then, uh, so let's see, uh, side characters. <laughs> oh, God, there's a whole bunch of them. There's a bunch of shenanigans in this Should one. we rip Carl apart now or save him for the end? Uh, yeah, let's just start with Carl. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with the casting of Elaine's boyfriends? Can someone can we get Larry David or Jerry Seinfeld on the phone? Somebody got to show up. Can, can we get an explanation for this? I thought it couldn't get any worse than Devola. Uh, what's his name from from Yakima? Oh, uh, Ed. Ed. The the, the writer, old guy. The yeah. Owen oh, March. Uh, All of a sudden, we got this. Uh, the, oh, um, the hefty guy oh, yeah, the that painter. had ab- the, uh, the the triangle guy that had to have surgery. Yeah, who just did him. All of a sudden, we have a chubby fucking nerd with red <laughs> hair. <laughs> what in the fuck is going on? Are there any men? In New York, that in some way or another, like match up with Elaine Bennis. Like, what is going on here? I don't. Well, even does know. it does it change your opinion of him that he pillages and plunders? At least, no. <laughs> that makes be... me more angry because <laughs> he doesn't do those things at all. He does nothing. <laughs> This guy is so fucking nerdy and tubby <laughs> with his bad fucking hair. What is going at Jake? Do you have any expl- when you're watching it <laughs> and knowing that we're going to analyze the situation? Is there anything positive that you have to say about this guy? Not only is he like like you described him like super nerdy, chubby, red hair. <laughs> He's like Elaine's delivering him food, like she's fucking Uber. <laughs> like, Elaine is enamored by and him. And she's a yeah, and she's it, <sighs> and she and and Jerry's like, Well, do you think tonight's the night that you're gonna have sex with him? <laughs> and she's like, Absolutely. She's like fucking wants to do that with him. <laughs> but the only reason it doesn't happen is because she smells. This guy, if she smelled like fucking curry, <laughs> throw up, 
fucking New Orleans and the inside of my asshole, he would be lucky to fucking get in, get with Laney. Yeah. And he's like turned off and says he has to get up early in the morning, which we know is a lie. Yeah. I, I'm what? with you 100%. You understand- this guy is hosting that shitty party that we brought up in season one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's right there. He's, he's got a fucking apron tied around. He's like, hey, guys, <laughs> what do you want to eat? Like, You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the worst of the worst. How, how he got saved for season four is beyond me. Sometimes there's these couples, like, you're like, how did he get her? And then there's, like, something wrong with her so like in this case if elaine was like smelly like if the smell was like a thing for a little while and she had to dip into that pool then maybe it would make sense (laughs) but like we're talking pre-smell elaine and then she's like over head over heels with this guy he's she's spending thousands of dollars to get rid of the smell because carl keeps on rebuffing her yeah Carl wants nothing to do with her, but you would think in reality he would he would do anything to get in her panties <laughs> that her mom laid up for her. Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. This guy, this guy, who's he getting with? He's rebuffing Laney, who smells. Mm-hmm. But who's he going to hit skins with? <laughs> His mom. <laughs> Come on. He had a red wig on. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't even real red hair. (laughs) This guy is a mess over there. Yeah. All right. He's, he says he pillages and plunders. This motherfucker was hiding in a corner when motherfuckers were pillaging and plundering. He's trying to act like he was a warrior back in the day. Yeah. No, no one believes it. I'm pretty sure he got pillaged and plundered in high school a few times. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, no one believes it. Fucking no one believes it. Except for Elaine. <laughs> she's in there hook, line, Elaine and sinker. Was in, Elaine was absolutely enamored. She was saying he was sponge-worthy. Yeah. There's no well, way. Actually, it might have been her diaphragm at this point. Right. She had a backup diaphragm for this guy. That's how enamored she was with it. But there's no way. Yeah. No one is going to believe that she that the real Elaine Bennis is into this guy. No way. Right. All right. So what do you think of Mona? Um, I don't have much to say about it. I mean, she does her part. The only thing I would say about Mona is that scene where Kramer, she like runs into Kramer's arms. Mm-hmm. It's just so strange. <laughs> yeah. It just like is, I don't know. <laughs> it looks like they just like added it afterwards. So we're like, and the two actors are just like, okay, we just got it over with. Like, it's but just that's so... the same thing Marion did. Yeah. She ran. Yeah. That's the allure. Yeah. That Kramer is the Kaborka. What about the, uh, the ballet? <laughs> what do you think of him? <laughs> He smells. He just smells. Uh, he's uh is he related to Saddam Hussein <laughs> with that mustache? 
um i don't know i mean the english yeah. who's saddam hussein that double parks or like the real saddam hussein <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to talk about that guy um what do you oh, think I of the what do you think of the car wash guy oh he's funny yeah he cracks but he's, he's so funny. intense i wish he came back at some point does yeah. he? he he doesn't come back no does not he? that guy he's funny as hell <laughs> I, you got an episode drop a bit because I can't capture everything. He he's getting all fucking into it. <laughs> We're gonna uh, compressed air the carpets after we shampoo them. <laughs> then we're gonna put in the special oil based fucking <laughs> this. And, and then I recommend fun. the jasmine or the potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> And, and then, then it works. <laughs> it doesn't even fucking work. All that shit. <laughs> it, is, it is 30. Years. <laughs> <laughs> what about the hairstylist? Oh my God. He's terrible. He's funny. He's funny, but God, he's terrible. He should be in an 80s reject movie. Yeah. I think he is. Isn't he definitely that a known is. actor? Uh, he, he looks so me. familiar. Doesn't he? Yeah, he's definitely like a hairstylist in a movie or something. It's something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, won't, we won't look that up. Weird looking. <laughs> we'll look up the ugly pictures of him. That's about it. He's in something. All right, so uh, what did you think of that married couple? <laughs> oh, the, that's right. I forgot about them at the beginning. Make you want to rush and get married? Oh, I'm getting married real soon. <laughs> yeah, that stop picking her teeth. <laughs> Best line or scene from the episode? I love, uh, I knew it was coming because I, I, I mean, unlike you, this wasn't my favorite episode, but I do like this episode. <laughs> so I knew I knew the scene was coming when uh, Kramer and George are in the video store and George tur- is in line and turns around and he starts talking to himself about the whole lesbian thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's extremely awkward. <laughs> Jason Alexander plays that very well. Yeah, I love that scene. That's a great scene. And then my favorite line is probably the whole uh, "Was I responsible for your metamorphosis?" <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea how to, how to dance around the subject. You know, he's always the first one in the pool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All oh, my God. <laughs> I'm right there. I'm I'm hip to it. <laughs> He plays that so well. Yeah. I love the um when Susan catches him returning Rochelle Rochelle. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, an erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. And he's isn't that have a lot of nudity in it? And he's like, it's not really, you know, frontal nudity, it's more sidle. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then his, um, it's amazing. I drive them to lesbianism and he brings them back. He brings them back, yeah. Those yeah. Are my two, but my favorite, my favorite scene, and I caught myself dying laughing when I saw this, 
uh, just today when I was rewatching it is um, when Jerry's talking to the maitre d' and George is just commenting and he says it's the chicken or the egg. I it's just I lost it. It's like the chicken or the egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that you didn't say that the whole episode is your favorite. Yeah, no, I do like it. It's a solid episode. <laughs> no, it is really good. 40, 42 year old me doesn't like it as much as 18 or 17 year old me did, but it's solid. My favorites have always remained the same, regardless of age. Yeah. We're not there yet. All right. So, which character won the episode? <sighs> Honestly, this is to me, this is a George. I'm struggling with this episode. Give give me some um, what you're thinking here. I just named what three favorite lines from this episode, and all of them were George lines. I just think he's like a hundred percent awesome in this episode. <laughs> funny as hell. Every single line he has is just funny. Elaine can't win because she's with Carl. She smells. They all smell by the end. Yeah. Um, Kramer kind of. Overall, I think wins like if we're counting it as a as a W, but like he's, he's I don't think he's that funny in this episode. Yeah. And Jerry's funny, but he's I don't know. To me, I think George kind of wins because he's the funniest of the yeah. episode. Yeah, I agree. I, I'll have to agree with you because if you take the episode and look at what if you were to pick out like you did the funny parts of it, it's all about it's all George. Yeah. Then, then he's trying to talk to his ex fiance. Did yeah. He, he, did he propose to her at the. No, he did. No. But his ex girlfriend. Yeah. About how, um, how women are. <laughs> it's difficult. He's like, but you'll be okay. You're a beautiful woman. You'll meet another girl. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like the worst person to talk about relationships with. <laughs> <laughs> you'll meet another you're beautiful and then she actually meets another girl like within five minutes <laughs> <laughs> another one that he drove to lesbian. lesbian it's his ex-girlfriend who who uh was supposedly obsessed with him <laughs> <laughs> who who he owes 50 he owes money to every girl <laughs> All right, so some bad news, you know, shocker. We lost yet another sponsor. Of course. Um, yeah, Bleaker Bob's uh, had to go out of business because Ron uh, got in a fight with the customer over a Sergio Mendez album. He was arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, even though Sergio has a cult following, Ron got in a fight with the guy and he's spending some time in jail. Um, so we have no he's sponsor again. Of, he's a piece of crap. <laughs> he emits a foul and unpleasant odor. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the Valley's BO. All right. So it's, so moving on from the BO episode to the handicap spot. So do you want to recap the handicap spot? I do. So the handicap spot episode opens up we got george and elaine they're up in uh, jerry's apartment and george is like is it my imagination or do really good looking women walk really fast around the city elaine's like no no we don't 
and George is like, no, I'm serious. No, we don't. I guess uh, they're uh, have uh, the the Drakes are get have gotten engaged and they got their party coming up and it's like Jerry comes out. He's like, we gotta get them a present. Oh, it never ends. This present stuff, engagement present. Then they get married. You gotta get them something for that. Then a baby. There's another present. Then the baby starts getting their presents. I don't even like Drake. You don't like the Drake? I hate the Drake. I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who's the Drake? The Drake is good. Oh. So listen, what are you going to get him? You know, I haven't even met the fiance. Now, whatever. Kramer comes in and they're like, you get a present for the Drake? No, 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 not yet. You like the Drake? I love the Drake. <laughs> Evidently, at some point, Jerry had doodled a, uh, a triangle on a piece of scrap paper and it's a perfect triangle. And he shows it to Kramer. He's like, check out this triangle. Well, that's a nice triangle. <laughs> it's isosceles. Ooh. Isosceles. You know, I love the name isosceles. If I had a kid, I would name him isosceles. <laughs> isosceles Kramer. Mm. Hey, you know what? Maybe we should all chip in for the gift. The chip-in! Hey, pretty good idea. Yeah. So they determine that they're going to all chip in for a gift and they should go to the mall in Lindbrook. But they need to figure out how they're going to get there. It's like, uh, we'll take your car, Kramer. He's like, no, no, I can't. You know, my car's no good. Jerry's car can't fit everybody in. George, why don't we take your car? No, no, I can't. How about your father's car? No, 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 I had a question. I was over there today. He's got the good spot in front of the good building in the good neighborhood. I know he's not going to want to move. Are you serious? You don't know what that spot means to him. Once he gets it, he doesn't go out for weeks. How about this? You put your car in the good spot. That'll hold the good spot in front of the good building, and we can get the good car. Good thinking. Good to meet you. So they end up taking Mr. Costanza's car. They're driving over to the mall in Limbrook. They're kind of mesmerized about the area. It's like, I love the, the area out here. Kramer's like, we should all get a house out here. <laughs> <laughs> and as they pull into the parking lot, there's no spots, of course. And they're driving through, and they see a spot that's open, but it's a handicapped spot. Why don't you take the handicapped spot? <laughs> You think? No, no. We'll find a space. There's spaces in the other lot. Well, I don't want to walk that far. Uh, what if a handicapped person needs it? Oh, come on. They don't drive. Yes, they do. <laughs> Have you ever seen a handicapped person pull into a space and park? Well, the space is there. They must drive. No, they don't. If they could drive, they wouldn't be handicapped. So, if you can drive, you're not handicapped. Uh, we're not going to be that long anyway. we got to get to the party. Hey, I got news for you. Handicapped people, they don't even want to park there. They want to be treated just like everybody else. That's why those spaces are always empty. He's right. It's the same thing with the feminists. You know, they want everything to be equal, everything. But when the check comes, where are they? What does that mean? Yeah. So they park in the handicapped spot. They go to the mall. They do their thing. Scene opens back up, and they're coming out of the mall. And it looks like they grab some food as well. George is like, what? Come on. Why did I get? Why do I get the veggie burger? You got the veggie burger. I gotta get the veggie burger. Why did I get the veggie burger? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like for a gift they got the Drakes a large screen TV. And they're like, this, I'm, this is such a great gift. Is you gotta love the Drake. 
all of a sudden they see there's some commotion over by where they park. There's an ambulance and there's a big crowd gathered up. Jerry walks over, he's like, what, what happened? Some jerk parked in the handicapped spot. So this woman in a wheelchair had to wheel up this incline. And halfway up, her batteries gave out and she rolled backwards into the wall. <laughs> I had to take her to St. Elizabeth's. She okay? I don't know. We're just waiting here for the owner of this car to show up. I may not get out alive. Please, bum, taking up a handicapped spot, he's gonna pay. Sons of bitches. <laughs> well, good luck finding them. Him, whatever. I like to stick around and get my hands on him myself, but I gotta take off. He goes back to the crew and he's like, we gotta get out of here. They're gonna kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the crowd is getting all, all out of control. Next, we have Jerry, Kramer, Elaine, and George, and they're at a cafe hiding out. They're trying to figure out a plan to get the car and get the hell out of there. Jerry's like, what are we? Fucking John Dillinger? What is this? Crime of the century? How are we going to get the car? We got to get to the Drakes. We're running out of time. And George is getting all pissed off. He's... Ooh. Oh, you, she's probably one of those spoiled, handicapped people. <laughs> They're like, how are we going to get out of this? I got it. We'll give the keys to Elaine. Me? Yeah. You're a woman. Men won't hit a woman. Oh, they won't? Not if they don't know you. <laughs> I'm not going for this. Kramer should go. You know, it was all his idea. No chance in hell. What if we created some sort of a diversion? What if we went over by the car and we just started screaming, hey, there he is, there's the guy that took the handicap spot. And then when they all run in the other direction, we'll jump in the car. Ah, that's good. Let's give it a that's try. Good. If that doesn't work, we'll give him Kramer. <laughs> we kind of saunter up to the uh, area. The crowd is dispersed and the car is just destroyed. Kind of walking around. George is freaking out, kind of upset. And Jerry indicates to George that the scratches in the car will just probably buff out. <laughs> <laughs> then we merge to the scene where finally one of the best all-time characters of all time, Frank Costanza, emerges. And uh, we have... Uh, Mrs. Costanza hanging out with a couple of her old bird friends and they're playing Marjan. And uh, they're asking what George is up to these days. He's like, oh, I'm writing a pilot for uh, NBC. George is trying to explain to them and everybody that, like, you know, there's a big issue over there. Like, people with, like, swastikas were after them and destroyed the car and of course, Frank is all pissed off. Eight years I had that car. Not a scratch on it. Eight years. Two bam. Three dot. Beautiful Mike. I special ordered that bench seat. Dad, this other car cut us off. It had swastikas all over it. They were hurling racial epithets at us. I, I could have been killed. I told you not to give it to him. Three crack. Four bam. So. You know, my insurance doesn't even cover this. The whole thing is a total loss! Frank, the important thing is he didn't get hurt. No, it isn't. <laughs> Mrs. Costanza's trying to say that, like, oh, yeah, you know, whenever you're with that Kramer, there's always trouble. And she's like, I, I don't even know what happened to Jerry. Like, he used to be such a good kid. 
Next, we have Jerry and Elaine, and they're going to link up with the Drakes. They're going to head out to Mineola because they never got over to the party, and they're going to grab a bite to eat. George buzzes, and he's making his way up to the apartment. The Kramer comes in. Kramer's talking about how he went to go visit the handicapped girl that got into the accident, and he's in love with her. She's absolutely beautiful. Her name's Lola. Lola. And Lola. And um, he's in love with her. She's absolutely beautiful. She has everything that he's ever wanted in a girl, except for the whole walking thing. <laughs> and Jerry's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. You don't really go out that much. <laughs> <laughs> George gets up into the apartment and Kramer quickly goes over to George and says, you know, oh, we got to get out. We got to go, go get her a wheelchair. And George says, what are you talking about? He's like, engagement gifts, wheelchairs. When does it ever end? <laughs> He's like, George, I'm, I think I'm in love with her. Next, we have George and Kramer, and they're over at, looks like, like a uh, medical equipment shop, and they're trying to get a wheelchair. And uh, the salesman's like, this is our best model. It's the Cougar 9000. You know, it's got all the gizmos and gadgets. I almost wish you were handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> but it's extremely expensive. And George wants nothing to do with it. He just kind of looks at the guy. He's like, do you have anything that's maybe a little uh, less expensive? <laughs> and then we have Jerry and Elaine. They're going over to the Drake's. They're going to go get a bite to eat. They're all excited. They come in. Oh, look at that. It's a big screen TV. Jerry's like, I'm going to come over here for every Super Bowl and every World Series and New Year's Eve. This and that. It's like, this is just wonderful. I'm going to sit here and just enjoy it. Something's going on, and we find out that the Drakes have broken up. I'm like, when did this happen? Drake's like, about 20 minutes ago. He's like, well, you know, you guys might get over it. All of a sudden, the Drake starts crying <laughs> because uh, their relationship is broken beyond repair. And of course, Jerry and Elaine can't take any of it. They just have no way of comfort in the sky. They don't want anything to do with it, and they're starving. So Jerry takes off. Elaine takes off behind them. But Elaine has got the remote to the big screen TV. <laughs> she goes back in and uh, is extremely uncomfortable because the Drake is bawling his eyes out. She's like, oh, I, I'm just going to leave this here. <laughs> and she just takes off. And then we go back to uh, George and Kramer. And they're kind of poking around, looking for the best wheelchair for the best price. And they have found one. And it's going to cost about $240. And they're going to take it. Elaine and Jerry are talking about the Drake and how they broke up. And evidently, the Drake has given all of the engagement gifts to the Drakeette. They're starting to turn on him, and they all say that they hate the Drake. Boy, I'm really starting to dislike the Drake. Hate the Drake. George comes in and uh, finds out that they broke up. He's like, they broke up? 
That's fantastic. That means that we could get the TV. That TV's ours. If there's no couple, then there's no gift, and, and we could get it back. He's like, no, no, no. The Drake felt terrible, and he gave everything to the Drake cat. Drew's like, I hate the Drake. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of huddle up and talk about how Aline should call the Drake cat and explain that they gave the gift to them and it's no longer them together so she should give it back and that's her whole thing she's like oh that's my thing (laughs) and but they're still able to convince her to do it elaine calls the drake cat yeah calling people i hardly know and asking them for expensive gifts back that's my thing that's my thing (laughs) and uh so she calls the Drake cat and she's like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry to hear about you and Drake. Drake gets like, I hate him. And she's like, everybody does. <laughs> okay, bye. And uh, she tells Jerry and George that uh, she's given everything away to charity. George is like, how can someone be so selfish? <laughs> <laughs> Scene opens up and we're over at the Costanza's house in Brooklyn and Frank Costanza's being awarded a plaque for raising the most money for the United Volunteers of America. It's a very proud moment for the Costanza household. And as he's about to get the award, we have police officers coming in, telling him that he's under arrest. He's like, what the hell is going on? He's like, you're being arrested for parking in a handicapped spot. And they take him back to jail. George is explaining how this whole thing went down, saying when his dad got back uh, after being arrested that he chased after him with a baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) You know, between the damage, the towing, and all the fines and fees, he's like, there's no way I could ever pay him back. He's like, so what are you going to do? And George is like, I agreed to be his butler. (laughs) (laughs) Kramer comes in and he's all upset what's the matter it's over what's over me and Lola the woman we bought the wheelchair yeah she dumped me she dumped you she dumped me she rolled right over me she says I'm a hipster doofus says I'm not good looking enough George gets all pissed off. He's like, we, we just blew $240 for the wheelchair. Jerry's like, $240? Well, you know, it was, it was slightly used. And then we, we get a quick flash at Lola, and she's like going down a, a decline and has no brakes. She gets into an accident. <laughs> and then we go quickly to the Costanza household, and we got Frank yelling at George as his butler. And he's like, do you see these shoes? I should see my face. I should see my reflection in them. (laughs) (laughs) We get pulled away from that conversation quickly because Frank gets a call and he's like, oh, no, that's uh, that sounds terrible. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get on it. George, forget about the shoes. I want you to do something for me. This handicapped woman had an accident. 
Somebody gave her a used wheelchair with defective brakes. Sons of bitches. <laughs> I want you to pick up this big screen TV. Big screen TV? And deliver it to her. You think you can handle that? The next scene we have George Kramer. They're all dressed up in the volunteer uh, of America outfits. And they're going to pick up the TV from the Drakeette who has donated the TV to charity, but it's going to this woman, Lola, who has uh, experienced an accident. Next scene, we have the entire crew. They're in a van, and they're going to bring back the TV that they originally purchased from the mall and get their money back. As they're driving into the mall, they see that there's no spaces again. But there is a space in front of this fire hydrant. Kramer says, oh, yeah, you know, just park, park over there. And uh, that's how the episode ends. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> George is like, what if there's a insane fire? Episode. It's an insane episode. Oh, yeah. This one, I, I love. The real 42-year-old oh, Jacob loves this one. <laughs> oh, my. God, I, fuck, I absolutely love this episode. Yeah, it's not top five, but it's up. It's way up there because Frankenstein's is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So, whose fault is the parking spot fiasco? Kramer. It's Kramer initially, but George, because as we know, he's good at parking, but he doesn't like to pay. He doesn't like to fall victim to like uh, having to park really far away, which we had seen in the parking space. Yeah, yeah. I think he. Uh, I think it's Kramer. like ninety-five percent Kramer, but five percent George, because it's like his job to make sure his dad's car doesn't have that situation happen to it. Right. Where? Uh, I mean, you would. Uh... Yeah, you're right. Let me let me rewind that back. So Kramer suggests that George, knowing his father, probably should just parked it in a secure space. Yeah. He probably shouldn't have done it. He should have taken Elaine's advice instead of Kramer's advice. So yeah. it's all it's all Kramer's fault. I just love how they uh they don't kind of all agree. Like <laughs> Elaine is completely innocent. <laughs> just like Stupid Jerry idea. Wasn't really, Jerry out. wasn't really involved. Yeah, he didn't Either. get involved. Yeah, true. So do you think they come up with the best plan to like get the car back? Like once they're scheming in the in the little little, uh, little cafe. Cafe. Like, what do you think the best plan would be to get that car out of there with all the maniacs like hammering? We should destroy the car. <laughs> um <laughs> those people are so mad. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> I would, I think the d- created diversion, maybe. The guy yeah. that parked the cars over there. Yeah. And they just jump in the car because they're in Lindbrook. They're not in the city. Yeah. So no one gets killed in Lindbrook, but in the city. Uh, no no one gets shot in the city either, though. I heard. <laughs> In Lindbrook, they might be slow to like they could have been like, Oh my god, look at it's a guy. They all run off to the side, they jump into the car. I'm surprised. I'm surprised those guys that uh 
were after George for the Bubble Boy incident, weren't there? <laughs> they're way up in upstate. Though. Yeah, but those guys, they're always looking to like get, stab somebody with a pitchfork. Right, right. Let's get them. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Yeah, there he is. The guy that picked on the Bubble Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think the chip in is a good idea? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I absolutely, like, they combine. I mean, if they combined and, and brought, like, you know, a, a VCR rewinder, right? <laughs> then it would have been a bad idea. But they bought that big ass TV with the unclear picture, right? right. But you think, <laughs> I, I think they, they were getting free porn on that, <laughs> <laughs> no? Which leads me, which leads me to, did, did you catch so when Elaine and Jerry are there? They're watching the show. Did you see what was going on on that show? I didn't. I'm too busy. You have me with the <laughs> ultimate assignment. With the, with the, uh... I always try to tell you. I, I try to drop the hint. Like, you got me fucking doing yeoman's work over here. <laughs> um, I can't. I, I, I never pick up on stuff because I'm too busy. Yeah, no, I got I, I notes. I don't even enjoy the episodes. <laughs> it's hard, man. Yeah, no, I got but anyway, Mr. Mono, do you want to give me you want to give me what was going on there? No, so they're watching a show that there's a there's an adolescent child like buried up to his neck in like sand. <laughs> and there's like children walking around and kicking sand in his face. I'm like, oh. what is this? <laughs> I was thinking maybe it was like Lord of the Flies or something, but I have no idea what was going on in that. Probably, probably in a seventies or eighties movie. Yeah, I wonder what that actually is. I gotta, I might have to actually do some real research on that. Yeah, bring it, bring it for the next. I'll one. bring it for the next for the one because it was like so strange. Like I'm like, what the hell is going on in this scene? <laughs> it was probably an eighties or seventies uh, or eighties show. Because they didn't, they didn't have uh, people putting you down about your artistic ability. Yeah, with show, you know, you didn't have to uh, const- uh, restrain yourself. You're able to do whatever. So the big question is: Do you like the Drake? I can't stand the Drake. I know we usually talk about these and side characters, but I think this episode is kind of like: I love the Drake. I hate the Drake. And George is on it from the get from the get go, right? Yes, he is. <laughs> like, the, like, what is what kind of redeeming quality does this guy have? Like, he gets a big screen TV, he has some engagement party, and in the meantime, like, I'm assuming it's like within a week, he's already the Drake. The Drake should probably date Elaine. <laughs> Probably right? did. That's well. Elaine knew him the best. Apparently, she knew the Drake get. Oh, so maybe she did date him. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh. Like the way he's, the way he's crying. Like, <laughs> like, but why? So he's crying like that, and then the Drake get like hates him. So what? Like, what's going on? What there? do you do? Yeah, I really think there's like a. I think they're running a scam. I think it's a truth. They said like, <laughs> you think they you think they packed gonna, up and went to Chicago? Yeah, I, I really believe that they run that scam in different cities. 
Like they huh. got the big screen TV. I mean, it did. They did end up losing the TV at the end. I guess she gave it up to. But charity. they got all the. They got all the rest of the gifts. Yeah, because it was. It seemed very convenient that they got the gifts and then they broke up. Like really, <laughs> I can't stand. Yeah, that. You, you're right. What What the hell could he have done in one night? Because when you're when you're with a girl. And you you're at that stage where you get engaged, like it's all like you could almost not do anything wrong unless you go screw a stripper. Yeah, you know, like what could he have done? And then he is so disappointed in himself that he is. He's got his face in his lap. He's bawling his eyes out. <laughs> his friends don't even want to deal with him. They hate him. I love how Elaine is like calls the Drake cat she's like like i hate him i think everybody does goodbye <laughs> you know like she just agree- she just agrees with her it's so funny we all do <laughs> <laughs> he sucks <laughs> that being said should they return the tv the drake well, and they- the drake cat when they get those gifts like etiquette to me would be like oh my just God. we just got this yesterday like you know, I know you gave us this nice big screen TV, but we're not getting engaged. Like, you should take it. We'll give it back to you. <laughs> they should all be called. They those two should be calling their people and saying, you know, unfortunately, me and the Drake or me and the Drake Ed or whatever, things didn't work out, and we're going to return our gifts to you guys, to you people or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Part of me thinks they didn't even make it two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, you gotta you gotta at least get married. I mean, if they get to I mean it's it was an engagement part. Exactly. I think it's funny that Jerry calls Elaine. He's like, you call them, you know, it's your thing. Like, I think that's like a real thing. Don't you feel like there's certain things like people do and it's like kind of their thing. Yeah, but, like when we go to the casino and it's my thing to cut the deck at the <laughs> blackjack table. That's my thing. <laughs> it's your thing to break all the rules. <laughs> right. No, it's like it's like, for example, it's like Joe's thing to book like the like when we go on vacation. She always books the room. Like mm-hmm. it's it's my wife's thing. Like when we go out to dinner with like her and her family like she always has to make the restaurant reservations but she's like why do i always have to do it and i'm like that's because it's your thing yeah everybody has has their thing yeah for sure yeah i agree i agree yeah all right so let's uh let's jump to the category the first category it's up down even steep all right um kramer's down uh Jerry and Elaine are even Steven and George is down. George is down, Elaine. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh yeah, nothing really to add on that. Do you have any deep cuts, nitpicks, or observations? Um just that the um Jerry pilot gets brought up. Before we emerge into the uh, pilots episodes, yeah, <laughs> I, I love. 
<laughs> like I told you a week ago, I love the I love the line. It's just it's just like in the show, Frank. He, <laughs> he be your butler. So I don't. I don't. Yeah, you got. You usually have good stuff. I only really have two. One of them is uh, they call back to the parking garage when they're like, "Let's remember where we parked." Oh yes, yeah. So that um, and they oh, and they were like, "Oh, we were yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like they knew." Um, and also when they were cut off, call back to the parking space episode, and George's sto- uh, story that he makes up is very similar to the Elaine story. But he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, we were cut off by a car with it had swastikas all over it. Mm. <laughs> so it's very similar to her story. That he tries to steal that great lie. Yeah, yeah. And then the big, that, the big his observation. Dad right, his dad saw right through it, though. Yep. The big, <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Made him his fucking butler. <laughs> <laughs> The big observation I have, though, and this is like, you know, I always talk about food and beverages. So in this episode, Elaine is eating Oreos. And guess what? No fucking milk. (laughs) So all these people are drinking milk constantly with fucking weird ass with spaghetti, with fucking sandwiches, turkey sandwiches. And, uh, Elaine decides to eat Oreos and doesn't have milk. Why no that milk? Is, that's bad. Yeah, isn't that so weird? That's like, disgusting. Yeah. And then you have Drake, who's named after a coffee cake, and there's no milk in this episode either to eat with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about the side characters. We already kind of t- talked about the Drake. You know, we both hate him. Yep. Uh, we have... Yes. We have the Drakeette. Uh, I don't like her either. I'm. I don't know. Are you? How are you feeling about her? I don't. I don't like her. Her whole scowl. Like. I thought you were lukewarm about the Drakeette. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what yeah, about? I don't, I don't like her either. She sucks. Yeah. Then we have, of course, the Frank and Estelle. Or as you would say, Mr. and Mrs. Costanza. You're so, you're so formal with all these characters. Listen, you have to be. They're my elders. <laughs> um, I enjoy Estelle Costanza. She's uh, she's funny. She's funny. Uh, she's particularly funny in this episode uh, yeah. for the part that she plays. And uh, I pretty much love Frank Costanza every time he's on, on screen. <laughs> he's absolutely hilarious. But not Jerry Stiller, the original Frank. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch the one with... No. Uh, you went, Okay. Have you ever watched that one? No. Why yeah, would maybe you? I've seen like a, a scene with it, and it's so weird. Like The guy's just not funny. <laughs> he's the... Um, What's his, he's like an old Hollywood character with the thick glasses. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like that's it, the time frame of this uh, of Seinfeld is like breaking off from old Hollywood. 
with some of these old some of these characters that didn't make it. Yep. Like that guy, he's like what's the old comedian? Uh Burn what's his name? George Burns. George Burns. Like yeah. that time period with some of these people. I don't know. That's that's the effect I get. But then you gotta go you gotta go with with uh with Stiller. Yeah, he's amazing. I, I love actually I think Estelle is real funny in this episode, but she's like and that Kramer, like every time he's around, he's like she fucking picks up. And then she's like, Jerry, you know, the comedian. And she like rolls her eyes. Because she never laughs. She hates comedy. <laughs> it's just so funny that she and then she's like, Mahjong. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell is good? That game, I, I two bop. What are they talking about? Two bop, one bing. Mahjong. <laughs> what is that? We might have to bring Mahjong to Florida in April. To Florida? Yeah, we should. Because I need to, to know what that game's all about. We could read the instructions to Janine and it'll sound like <laughs> all right uh yeah i mean frank is amazing i mean oh, every man. scene deliver it <laughs> i can't I, you can't do him justice though he's just so no, his, no. the way he speaks is just so he's so funny and then he pops I told George. you I wanted to see my face in these shoes. <laughs> and then he pops and George. He switches it up. Yeah. And he gets yeah. the call. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> George, forget about the shoes. <laughs> I need you to go pick up a TV and deliver it. <laughs> 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 who who told him to do that or did you, does he do that on his own that's kind of you know I mean? like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually speaking of doing it on their own uh, what Uh-oh. i think is potentially the best line from this whole episode is jerry when he's like most of these scratches will buff right out yeah. do you know that wasn't in the script really like how awesome is that that's, that's a, a fucking line. improv line. Yeah, it's a great line. So, um, moving on to meanwhile, this... there's like three tires and like yeah. there's no fucking hood. <laughs> and George is like holding up, so it might be the Johnson rod that he's holding up. It's just is like he crying stuff. too. Yeah, he's like, well, wouldn't you be? You know, you're gonna have to. Yes, deal with... his dad is smacking him upside the head, like his very oh, first scene God. of the show. Oh, like bopping him upside because he had the perfect spot in front of the yeah. building and all the he takes his car he probably didn't ask for it uh, <laughs> he got his ass beat for sure so with it so from frank went from he had the good spot in front of the good building to like five hours later he's his car is completely destroyed then the next day he's getting a united Rest- volunteers award and he's then he's in prison. He gets arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so what an arc he had. Oh my god. <laughs> this is after he was out in Europe, like like do finishing, finishing up his uh job before he retired. Yeah, selling religious chotskis. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god. So best liner scene from the episode. Oh jeez. Um <laughs> just one word. Mahjong. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many. Like um Frank, it's just like <laughs> It's just like it's just like the show. Maybe you could hire Mejibella. <laughs> <laughs> but then Estelle doesn't even laugh. She doesn't think it's funny at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, there's so many funny parts. Yeah. I think uh the, the sale we didn't talk about the salesman as a side character, but he has a great line, but he's like, I put Stephen Hawking in one of these. Oh yes. <laughs> I put Stephen Hawking in one of these two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you're glad to be handicapped. <laughs> I loved I love the sales guy. I, I, yeah. So I love the lines. His his entire sales uh sales pitch. I just love that whole scene. Um, and then I love my one of my favorite lines, and it's so stupid when George is like, "It's the same with the feminists. They want everything, and then they want everything the, the same. But, but where are they when the check comes?" Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that. And Elaine's like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> and he's like, "You know, like he's so annoyed by it, but like I don't know. It just uh, cracks me up every time." She's sp- she's probably one of those spoiled handicapped people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another one is when Kramer's like, she broke up with me. She rolled right over me. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of fucked up lines yeah. in this episode. <laughs> she has she she's gorgeous, Jerry. She has everything I've ever wanted in a woman. Besides the legs. Besides, Besides the, walking. the walking. Well, you don't get out that much anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, then there's so many good Yeah, ones. she told me to drop drop dead. Drop dead. <laughs> Call Her, me a hipster doofus. Yeah. Says I wasn't good looking enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So good looking. <laughs> Which character won the episode? We have to assume that they brought the TV back, so I would say George. Oh, George? Yeah, they did. They actually returned the TV. Yeah, I'm going to go with George. So he kind of breaks Stephen with the money. He loses a little bit of money. But he's happy. At the yeah. End. Uh, Kramer gets broken up with. He's a hipster doofus and not good looking enough. <laughs> Jerry kind of plays a side role a little bit. He loses a friend. Elaine plays kind of a side role a little bit. Like, I feel like George overcomes a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though, he, like, he's decreed his father's butler. <laughs> like, he... <laughs> somehow he's like in the. <laughs> like, he's. He's so entangled in this like terrible situation, but like he's driving the van to go get like, his money back because <laughs> he's so fucking Jewish. He doesn't even care. Like, <laughs> and the fact that he's able to pull that off, like I think it puts him ahead of the game. Yeah. And yeah, I, I agree. Fun. I think he's other than being decreed the butler, he uh 
he him and his up. dad are funny as hell. Oh yeah, he he's so funny. Episode again, <laughs> and and I can't and like deliver you said, it. <laughs> I can't, and like you said, we can't really give it to Elaine or or Jerry because I feel like they kind of played like side roles here. Yeah, they don't do too much. Go, you know, in the episode, they hate the Drake, but everybody does. Yeah, <laughs> I think even our two listeners hate the Drake. Yeah, I can't uh, see how they would like him. I don't think anybody could like the Drake. <laughs> Even the Drake cat doesn't like. Him. At the end of the day, I hate him. Everybody <laughs> does. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> I hate the Drake. Everybody does. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but at the beginning of the episode, everybody loves him. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Gotta love the Drake. Yeah, I know. Elaine's like, it, she's so she's doing the the Drake dance as she's coming out of the ball. She's so excited. Gotta love the Drake. Good for them. Love the Drake. Got to love the Drake. <laughs> like, what does he have to do with anything? They thought him a fucking Nothing. baby. Nothing at all. <laughs> That's so stupid about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, which episode won the face off? Uh, despite. Uh, my love for my 15-year-old brother, I have to say that I like the uh, handicap spot better. Yeah. And the smelly car is funny. Yeah. Very funny. There's some funny parts to it, but I like this one a little bit better. I think uh, or all apologies to 15-year-old Jacob, but uh, uh, I definitely think handicap spot's better. And uh, this combination is solid, but it's not a, oh. amongst our favorite. Combos. It's up there. It's, it's up, up there. there, but it's not in that in that realm with those other ones. The thing with the combos is, I think we're gonna get into some territory as we get into the the next couple seasons, where we're gonna have a lot more really good combos as opposed to bad ones. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. There's uh the fir- the first season or two there was a couple of no I wouldn't say call them bad episodes but they're they're tough yeah no yeah I agree but I mean we haven't even gotten to like George is like becomes part of the Yankees and takes on that whole arc yeah and uh, putty situation yeah there's a lot Kramer of Kramer becomes. Up. Kramer becomes even more zany. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Jerry, Jerry plays pretty much the same role the entire time. But like the other characters have some crazy shit going on. And Elaine becomes a more fully formed character. Stops dating creeps like Carl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, there yeah, season four is me. solid. I, I really like season four. Oh, yeah, we're almost season. we're almost at the end here. We have two more yeah. left. The pilots coming up next time, and then we're gonna yeah. do a category wrap up after that. Yeah. Right. So let's. Should we do the category wrap up with your sisters? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We'll do uh, one we more. Invite your father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know about that idea. So tune in to Sign Bros next time and find out why Kramer can't play Kramer, and what Jerry thinks of Hagen Das. See you.
is it my imagination do really good women walk really fast around the city and uh Owen's like yeah what <laughs> <laughs> 